Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. All right, oil prices have dropped. The stock market has plunged. Uh, (laughs) And all of this due to COVID-19. To talk more about all of this, Michael Veal is with us, professor with the Department of Economics at McMaster University. He is with us now. Michael, thank you for the time. Much appreciated. Good to be here. How significant is this dip compared to others in the past, Michael? Well, it's a significant one, but it's it's nothing like what we experienced in uh, 2008, uh, the start of the Great Recession. And so it's it's obviously major. It hurts Canada particularly uh, in terms of things like the stock market because, of course, we're more of an oil exporter country and there's a lot of oil companies on the stock market. Uh, but it's it's still, I would say, far from a crisis. Uh, many said that uh, the last 10, 12 years we've been on a good run. If uh, things are cyclical, uh, cyclical, we're due for a, uh, a drop. We're due for, uh, I don't know if you want to say recession or not. Is this just the trigger point of that, or are you convinced that we'll even see any more from this than a daily or a weekly occurrence here? Well, if you could predict the stock market, you'd make a great deal of money. Yes. And uh, I don't think that there's there's much going on here beyond the the fall in the oil prices and, the, of course, fear of the virus. Mm-hmm. I'm not an expert on the virus by any means, but I don't think that the stock market would have had this if those events had not occurred. On the other hand, we always have to remember stocks go up and stocks go down. And just as the stock market has fallen, say, 7% on the TSX right now, uh, there's People, of course, have lost lots of money, but there's also people who are buying stocks at that level. Mm-hmm. So this is not necessarily a recession looking for a trigger? I don't think so. The economy was going to slow down. It'll take, of course, uh, effort and time to adjust to the coronavirus. Uh, companies that are really relying on things like travel are probably going to get hurt, but there are other companies that are going to, going to benefit as people spend their money on things besides travel. Obviously, with something like a virus, uh, you hope that that the uh, shock is short-term. Will this change things long-term, do you think? Well, of course, again, uh, if I were an expert on on the virus, uh, then you'd have a much clearer idea if you knew what was going to happen there. But my own sense of it, more as a a citizen who reads the newspapers than as uh, any sort of professional in that area, is that we will get acclimatized to it as we got to... Uh, acclimatized in the past. I was just thinking that uh, had you bought the stock market in the middle of the Spanish flu pandemic of 1918, or even if you bought the stock market during the SARS panic in in 2002 to 2004, you'd actually made a great deal of money on those decisions Mm, because those, those were the times to buy. Uh, are we to assume because we haven't had a recession in 10 years or 12 years that we just automatically will get one? No, I don't think so. I think we are likely going to have a slowdown because of this, because, of course, the economy can't adjust instantly uh, for, to this sort of shock. Uh, so I, I do think that we're going to get slower growth. I don't know. People sometimes get obsessed about this technical definition of a recession, which is to have two quarters of, of negative growth in a row. I doubt we're going to get close to that. Uh, but even then, it's not really what matters. What really matters is whether the economy is going to pick up and slow down, or slow down. And I think this is clearly a headwind for the economy. On the other hand, the Bank of Canada has, has cut the bank rate substantially. I wouldn't be surprised if they cut it again. And, uh, and there are other measures that, that governments can take to try to keep the economy from slowing down too much in these 
times, and I expect those to happen. Uh, you just said you could see the Bank of Canada lowering the interest rate again. Um, I was kind of surprised to see hear you say that. Do we have much wiggle room there? Well, it's still one and a quarter, so there is some room. Uh, I I don't know that they will. They they made a very aggressive cut already, yeah. and of course. What are your again, thoughts on that? On uh, you know maybe because because uh, I remember talking about this last week. How come not a quarter point? Why a full half point? Do you think? Uh, well, I guess Mr. Polos, the governor of the Bank of Canada, thought it was serious enough to go for uh, something more major, and uh, I think that events so far have proven proven him right. We'll see. So where we are now, you're certainly seeing a lot of headlines and such. What does this mean for the economy? What does this mean for us? Is this just in your mind, and again, we can't predict the future here, but is this a short-term blip that will last as long as the flu does or, or this bug lasts in us to recover? Or, uh, again, is this something that um, could shake an economy which may be fragile and, and ready to shake or need a good shaking right now? Well, first, if you're not in the stock market, not much has happened today, and you could argue for the typical, hmm. uh, your typical listener that the news is probably good, because probably what will happen is gasoline prices will fall some, mm-hmm. and interest rates, if you're borrowing money for a house or for anything else, they're likely at least to stay low and maybe even go lower. So from that perspective, for many individuals, this is, this is not going to be terrible. Right. Mostly people who are, who are, of course, invested in the stock market, and of course, there's risk in investing in the stock market, and, and today is one of those days where that, that risk um, has proven to, to be serious. Uh, the only real worry I have, if I try to, to forecast a little bit in the future, and it's so, it is so difficult, mm-hmm. uh, the United States government is borrowing a lot of money. Um, one of the things that's sort of not publicized under, under Trump is that the U.S. federal deficit has gotten to be so large. A slowdown for them could actually be pretty serious in terms of, of increased borrowing by their federal government and, and the consequences of that. And, of course, the U.S. economy is the, the main economy of the world. It's that everybody else right now, what are they doing? They're buying U.S. Treasury bills because that's, that looks safe. So I think that is a concern. On the other hand, it's a big economy. Uh, there's lots of other things going on. Uh, we've had much greater shocks than this in the past and recovered quite well. I suspect that that's going to happen again this time as well. What about us here in Canada? Did we save enough during the good times? No, you never do. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, we should always be so so pleased that we live in a wealthy country that can take these sorts of things. There are, there are countries that couldn't withstand this kind of shock very easily, but we will. It, it does show that we, we will wish that our governments had been a little bit more careful and, and not run the deficits that they've been running. On the other hand, they've not been running outlandish deficits. I guess the province of Ontario would be the one that you'd be the most worried about because of its indebtedness. But uh, nonetheless, uh, I imagine the, the, there's going to be some difficulties here, but I suspect that we will survive it. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. What about when you add in what's been happening within the last year, whether it's uh, pipeline issues, projects pulling out, or rail blockages, stopping the flow of goods and services and such? What about when you string all of that together? Well, I do think that in the discussions about that and, and obviously the differences in opinion across the country and the seriousness with which Alberta rightly takes us, uh, what's kind of been lost a little 
is that while government policies have perhaps not been as supportive to those industries as I would have liked, the main driver for most of those decisions has been low oil prices. Basically, a lot of those things would make a lot more sense when oil was 70, 75 US a barrel, and then it was 45, 50. And now today, it's now fallen another roughly 10, 15 dollars a barrel. So it makes those projects even more problematic, and it also will put the fiscal strain on Alberta relative to the rest of Canada much more than it was before. The Alberta government is now probably looking at another three or four billion dollars less revenue this year, which is a pretty serious hit for them. Mm. So I think it's going to exacerbate the tensions within the country, uh, and that's serious. And it's also going to make it harder for Alberta, Newfoundland, Labrador, Saskatchewan, the oil-producing provinces. Uh, to, to some extent, they've been relied on as economic drivers within the country, and it's going to make it harder. At the same time, if we're just parochial and we think about Ontario, uh, the low gasoline prices tend to help our economy. And uh, one of the reasons that we've had some better growth in Ontario lately is people are spending less on their energy budget. That gives them more money to spend on other things. Uh, low oil now, due to just lack of movement through the coronavirus, uh, that will be temporary. Um, do you not think that over the next 10 years, because I'm hearing that even through all of this, the demand is still going to increase? Yeah, but the supply is increasing as well. I mean, the real reason for oil prices being so low now, uh, before the, the virus, was that the oil shale developments in the United States have changed the United States from being a net oil importer to being a yeah. net oil exporter. Yeah, they're self-sufficient. They don't yeah. need our oil anymore yeah. at some level. That's what it amounts to. Which and is so, why we're trying to get a pipeline to sell it to other markets. Exactly right. right. Yeah. And so our problem is that the world demand for our oil, Canadian oil, is less because we're being squeezed out by lower-cost producers in the United States. Yeah. The trouble is that our oil, whether you're doing it from Hibernia in, in Newfoundland, Labrador, or in Alberta, the oil that's produced within Canada tends to often be quite expensive oil, and, it, and it's tough to, to make profit at the kind of prices we're looking at now. So I don't think this problem's going away for Canada. It's probably true that over time oil prices will creep back up, but I don't think you could reasonably forecast that they're going to creep back up uh, to the kinds of rates that we had, say, even five years ago. Uh, stock market halted with all of uh, the trading and action going on today. What does that say? Explain that maneuver. Well, this is unfortunate. This is, this is uh, of course, the level of trading that has been sustained by the, the new electronic markets uh, is many times greater than has ever been traded before. In other words, the number of stocks going back and forth is now incredibly large. Yeah. Uh, and so even that system eventually breaks down when these sorts of triggers happen. And it's very unfortunate because I think it tends to spread a sense of panic. Well, you know, you can't even sell your stock at any price because uh, the market, in fact, closes, even if it's only closed for 15 minutes. Uh, it did happen in uh, Toronto just last week. People get over it. I think it's one of those things that's a very short-lived thing. I think it contributed perhaps to a sense of panic this morning. But if you look right now, the market's seem to have found their floor, at least for today. I don't think we're, we're going to have a, a plummet like we had uh, just recently, uh, this morning and, and, and some markets last week. So I think, 
I don't think it's too serious, but on, on the other hand, it is very unfortunate when the when the technology doesn't keep up in this kind of situation. As you mentioned earlier in the conversation, some winners, some losers. Uh, opportunity at this time for some. Are we forgetting that in all the bad news? Well, as I say, every time somebody sells a stock, somebody buys a stock. And uh, there are people out there who are thinking that this is the floor and they're going to buy and they're going to make some money because their sense is that people are overreacting to the virus and to the um, oil price changes involving uh, basically OPEC. Uh, I think that, you know, you pay your money, you take your choice on this. It is a situation of, of risk. The could, market could continue down. It could go up. That's the same as it is every day. Uh, I think in terms of opportunities, you might find that, that, as I say, people who are not spending their money on travel to that requires travel on airplanes uh, might be interested in other sorts of things and might be spending their money more locally or, or closer to home. And that may lead to all sorts of other opportunities. Why did this happen today? Why now? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think uh, some of it seemed to be triggered by the, the OPEC move uh, over the weekend, in which basically uh, they, they said that they were going to accommodate a much lower price of oil. The price of oil in Canada is always determined internationally and largely, in fact, by the Arab Emirates and, and the OPEC countries, Saudi Arabia, uh, largely because they're really cheap producers. They can produce a lot of oil very cheaply. They artificially hold back their production in order to try to maintain a price uh, that's, that's sometimes pretty high, and then they let basically the high-cost producers like Canada come into the market on the fringes. So the oil price is basically determined outside Canada, and a good part of that determination is within Saudi Arabia and the Emirates. Uh, they made that change. That seems to have been what triggered it. But also, I don't know, this accumulating fear of coronavirus, I'm not quite sure how you, how you think about that, but you know, you're in this business. The stories just seem to keep coming and coming, and maybe they reached some sort of critical point. Uh, that was my next uh, point uh, question. W- what's the news by the end of the week? Again, we can't predict anything, but uh, some are thinking, oh, no, this is the beginning of the end. I mean, you know, bad news always sells. Uh, is this a temporary slide? Is, uh, and especially as this uh, virus seems to debil- debilitate more of the economy, uh, do you think we're going to have to wait for this virus to flush itself through before we're going to see anything rebound? I think you'll you'll see the rebound before that happens. Uh, again, I'm not the expert on the virus, but my sense is that people will will adjust to it. You start to hear in in the news media more people making remarks about uh, other types of diseases that have a, have occurred and that we've dealt with uh, as a society, and we'll probably learn how to deal with this one too. You know, people start making the comparison to why are we so worried about this relative to the flu when the flu already kills hundreds of thousands of people every year, and, and this disease has not caused that kind of problem, and, and the expectation is probably won't. So I, who knows? I'm not an expert on the, on the virus, as I say. A lot depends on, on how that plays out. If, if it gets more and more serious, then I think we'll, we'll find that the strain on the economy is greater and greater. Uh, but if it levels out, I think we'll find the economy bounces back pretty quickly. Michael Beal has been with us, professor with the Department of Economics, McMaster University, uh, McMaster University. oil prices, stock prices uh, falling today, and lots of chatter about that. Michael, thank you so much for the time and insight. Much appreciated. You're very welcome. Nice talking to you, Scott. 
The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.